Cougs has the Houston Cougars are bringing him back. A fan favorite stays the Houston Cougars amidst a bunch of turnover. You are Locked On Cougs, your daily podcast on the Houston Cougars, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome to Locked on Cougs, daily podcast about your Houston Cougars. I'm your host, Houston-born teacher and coach, Parker Ainter, that'll break down all things Cougs. If you're a big fan or just a hater who came to by, please be sure to subscribe down below. That way we can listen to Cougs in your newsfeed each and every day. Appreciate you making Locked on Cougs your first lesson of the day. Welcome back to the channel. So you found us. It's so, so good to see you again. Remember to subscribe because we're doing a giveaway every 250 subscribers. The next one of those is... At 2000, we're just over 1800 as the time of this recording. So, help us get there. Let's give away something at that big 2K mark. Like, subscribe, uh, a like, and comment on the video to let us know you're in that contest. Uh, if after watching a bunch of rambling about how things are turning back around and guys are staying and fun times are being had in the third ward, you just are too excited and don't know what to say, I gotta ask, what was your first reaction when you saw? the Thursday night football score with the Chargers and Raiders. What a blowout, historic level blowout of a game. All right. So today's episode is going to be looking at a couple different things. Yes, we're talking about Brian Early and his return to the third ward. It wasn't like he was gone all that long. So we're going to talk some about that, uh, what this potentially means for the transfer portal as well. That's a big, big part of this, I think, in fans' eyes. And, you know, he's returning but it was not the only defense, defense line coach, not the only thing that's been kind of up in the air lately. So what does that mean? But first, let's get to the news of the day on Thursday. Fans were ecstatic to see first. I guess I should say they were not so ecstatic when they realized that Gerald Chapman, defense line coach at Tulane, that was supposed to be following Willie Fritz to Houston, reportedly did not end up taking, end up turning down, returning to Tulane, something Lots of different wording and phrasings on that, but he is not coming to Houston. And a lot of people in the early part of the morning were like, wait a second. So what are we doing here? You guys not coming? What's going on? Then very quickly, things turned towards Brian Early. Within a couple hours, he had tweeted out and he had, uh, you know, sign it some different reporters to tweet out that he was returning. Fun fact here. I'm not going to give away who did it, but I will say I did not pick up on the metaphor until afterwards, but I, was a little concerned when Gerald Chapman had left uh, to say he was not coming to Houston. And I tweeted out something to that effect. And I got a DM from someone in the know who sent me a gif. I, I pronounce a gif of a bird eating a worm. And I was like, huh, that's weird. And just kept it moving. And then very quickly, once the news started breaking, that's very clearly the early bird gets the worm. So shouts to that listener and fan and friend who tried to give me a, give me on to that one a little early. I missed the metaphor, but I appreciate it. Now I will say that uh, Brian Early brings in continuity. He arguably runs the most successful unit of the defense the last several years. Uh, definitely brings in a continuation of a great culture and a defensive line room that again has put guys in the NFL big time recruiting tool. You know, Houston has a bunch of defensive linemen recruits in and around the city. And frankly, again, if you're trying to keep cultural pieces off of the last coaching staff, a 
inarguable positive is Brian Early. Now, I've said before, when I thought things were moving on, we were not bringing back Brian Early, that there are other good D-line coaches in America. He's not the only one, and it's really hard to split hairs amongst the top few, right? There are several very good D-line coaches in the ranks of college football. You'd even bring in a pro guy if you wanted to, right? However, I have to say, it's nice to have Brian back. Um, continuation of culture and the knowledge he has about Houston and the love he has for Houston. His wife's tweets on Thursday are really funny, but no longer selling their house and, you know, tweeting at Brian that she needed a new decal for her car because uh, she might have torn the old one off and things like that. But on the football field, in the locker room, the things Brian really brings back are in four of the five seasons he's been the defensive line coach at Houston. They've had a top five pro football focused pass rush. I mean, the grading on a scale across all of college football, looking at how well they get after the passer. They've been in the top five, four of the five years he's been in Houston. He's had three consecutive years of one of his defense linemen being drafted. And that doesn't include guys that signed to practice squads and the guys that are still fighting up the rings to get in the league. Like, you know, the D'Anthony Joneses and those kinds of words. I'm talking about like the Peyton Turners and those kinds of guys that are on, on rosters in the NFL. Obviously, uh, Ed Oliver being just before he got here would add another defense lineman. Talking about like a overall history and legacy for Houston. But three consecutive years, guys early has coached have been drafted into the NFL. He's coached seven different all-conference selections along the defensive line. And with him in charge for the five seasons he's been there, they've had 134 sacks. As you know, I will point out, too, that in that 134, you got to remember 2020 was a weird season with a lot less games. So even more impressive, we start breaking down the per-game numbers there. A lot, of, a lot of things to look at with Brian Early. I think it's interesting here is that he is very clearly a techniques coach. He's coached the three down front. He's coached the even front. He's coached big defensive tackles. He's coached skinny defensive ends. He's coached elusive pass rushers. He's coached mauling bulldozer types. He finds different ways to perfect techniques in guys in his unit, in his defensive line room, regardless of scheme. He's not a schemes guy necessarily. Not saying he doesn't know it, but that's just not what his important roles are here. He is not a guy that gets tied up in, well, so-and-so was a big-time recruit and has his NIL, but no, he plays the best players. He develops the players. You want to see a development project. Nelson Caesar could draft this spring, and Nelson Caesar would be the fourth consecutive year, presumably, that a Houston Cooker defense line gets drafted. Nelson Caesar is going to get drafted. He's really good. Go back and look at, and I this is no shots at Nelson. He said it as much, so I'm not saying anything I wouldn't say. Go look at freshman Nelson Caesar. Then watch leading the Big 12 in sacks, Nelson Caesar. What's the difference there? Yes, he was in the weight room. Yes, he ate a lot of food. Yes, he had to put in the time and the hours on his own. But what position coach developed that guy? Brian Early. It, Brian Early. It's all Brian Early. Now, I think you can see the love and support his players give him when you look at the outpouring from players across Twitter and social media. And I don't mean to single anyone or leave anyone out across that. Peyton Turner, Nelson Caesar, uh, DeAnthony Jones, a, b- a bunch of players and former players like all across. But the most interesting one to me, and I think the one that tells us the most about what Brian Early brings, was not a defensive lineman, but a freshman running back, Parker Jenkins. You know I'm a big fan. Parker Jenkins tweeted out, 
that he was excited about bringing Brian Early back. This is Parker Jenkins who committed to the University of Houston just because it's in Houston. He's a Houston guy through and through, and he wants to represent his city and win for his city. He's a running back. Not even lineman has no interaction with defensive line except for, frankly, when they tackle him in drills and scout team and stuff like that. He's not a scout team. He's a, he's a ball player, but you got me, right? He's excited about the cultural impact that Brian Early has on the staff. And I don't mean to say that that necessarily needs to carry any more weight than any other football player on the team. I think it tells us a lot about the kind of a guy that Brian Early is. Now, I mentioned all of the players that he's coached and guys in the NFL, guys in the running back room, guys that have had a bunch of success in a bunch of different places. Um, but one thing I think we got to talk about some is there's this, you know, big elephant in the room about guys in the portal, some of which were important that played on that defensive line for Brian Early. And if this means anything positive for Houston in regards to them. Now, I wanted that in the second segment. But with Brian Early coming back, I feel like we're all thinking about winning. If you're thinking about winning right now, you go to prizepicks.com slash lifetime college and put your sports knowledge to the test and see if you can get some winning done today because they've got all these different daily fantasy sports things for you to do. Put your knowledge to the test and see if you really know as much as you think you do. And I'm telling you in the comments, I see if some of you guys are pretty smart. And some of you guys think you know a lot and see which one you are by going to pricepicks.com slash locked on and putting it to the test. It's this cool equinox. We got basketball and football going on together. So you actually do cross sport parlays and put like over or under different stat markers. You can say like Travis Kelsey, LeBron James over or under 11 and a half or 10 and a half, whatever the number may be made three pointers and receptions. Then when Travis Kelsey gets that eight catch or LeBron James hits that, fifth three and you are over the marker and you're feeling like you knew it was coming you can win cash now it's also safer because price is doing this injury insurance reboot policy where if your guy gets hurt in the first half and does not come back in the second you get no penalty so it's a big big insurance policy they're offering other places aren't make sure to pricepix.com slash locked on college use code locked on college for a first time deposit match up to one Hundred dollars because that's first time deposit match up to one hundred dollars if you use code locked on college l o c k e d o n c o l l e g e go to pricepicks.com slash locked on college today. So Byron Lee coached the most successful for, certainly for the five year span he was here he's been here defensive group I guess in individual years you might talk about the corners or or what have you but across the entire five year span. Byron coached the most successful group. And this year, they had two big-time guys that are not going to the NFL draft in Jamari Caldwell. 6'1", 330-pound, plays the three technique, plays the nose tackle, plays the defensive end, plays all kinds of spots over the line. And Jose Dottnawankwo, a little undersized for the NFL in theory, but at 5'10 and change, 5'11", 295, 300-ish. He is a load inside, and the deep run defense was demonstrably different with him on the field versus when he was hurt and not on it. Now, obviously, Nelson Seeds is going pro, but those two guys are not. The issue is they're still potentially leaving. They're in the transfer portal. Uh, they're looking around all of college football, and frankly, they really, really have a lot of good opportunities out there. 
I would hope, like many would hope, that Brian Early returning to Houston at least puts us in one favor. you got to remember, when guys put their name in the transfer portal, it does not mean that they have to leave, just that they have the option to be recruited to leave, and they're being recruited to. Right as we speak, I think uh, on social media, so most recent that I believe Jadosia Dotwanko is currently at Missouri and then has a visit uh, scheduled with Colorado. Obviously, Coach Prime does those kinds of things. Uh, Jamari Caldwell, I haven't seen anything from his personal social media, but seeing a lot of tweeting about him going to UT Austin or UT Austin really wants him or this thing, other thing. Regardless, all of those institutions are honestly programs a lot of NIL dollars. I'm talking like you could see Jamari Caldwell. Theoretically, um, I believe it was said to Dana, or Dana said something to the effect at the end of the season. You're looking at six figures. I mean, three hundred, four hundred, five hundred thousand dollars to play college football next season at other institutions. Um, is there a part of it that says like, "Hey, Houstonians, let's just put our money where the mouth is and get the same guys"? Yes, absolutely. I'd love to have that kind of uh, investment to bring those kind of guys back to the University of Houston. I'm a school teacher. Uh, I put my twenty dollars a month into a couple different collectives. I'm a I'm a school teacher. <laughs> I, I I coach high school basketball, teach middle school history, right? Um, but I will say that I'm not one to hold grudges when guys take that kind of money. Um, but it is a di- differentiating factor. I also think Brian Early can be a factor in and of his own right, though. And those are two guys, Jamari and Dot, that I think will get a chance to play on Sundays. Dot seems a little bit more uphill because people in the NFL care a lot about their measurables. Um, I think if he gets on a roster, he'll prove his worth. It won't take long for him to either. But two guys that can and should get to play on Sundays. I almost think that Brian Early's continued success at getting guys to play on Sundays could help them see that in a long-term money-making way, getting to play for Brian Early as opposed to being a part of units elsewhere may actually help them make more money over the course of the next 10 years. Um, as opposed to in the immediate future. I don't know that. I don't know what they're seeing, who they're talking to, what the exact dollar amounts are. And frankly, again, I am not one to hate on kids for chasing that dollar. Football is a finite sport. It ends for everyone, some earlier than others. But even Tom Brady has to hang them up at some point, right? Make your money while you can. I'm not one to tell you not to. But I do think Brian Early, being retained, does have an interesting option for those guys it certainly adds a second question mark to you know the loyalty they feel to brian which we know they do because of how we've seen them pour into him on frankly social media when the whole coaching staff was being turned over we saw a lot of former players including some of these defensive linemen argue for him to be the head coach himself (laughs) right um people really really love brian and i think that that's frankly the kind of culture he's built but also shows us that like maybe that's going to be the kind of thing that's an important factor here. Um, we shall see. Obviously, we'll update you each and every time more news on those things comes out here at Locked on Cougs. God, I love watching Jamari and Dot play football, though, so I really, really wish they'd come back to play for the red and white. But we'll see. I, I like watching those guys play ball a lot. If you're a trenches guy, the kinds of things Chidozier, Dot, and Wonko does inside with his hands and feet – Again, being relatively undersized is just, inc- I mean, holding his ground, the spots he does, flipping his hips, the spots he does, hand fighting the way he does. Um, and then Shabari Caldwell, the balance that guy has for a guy that size to allow him to play so many different positions is truly remarkable. I mean, that's what makes him, he's a, he's a guy that's going to play on Sundays, point blank. That's 
That's why. Um, I just, I wish they'd get to come play and sack and have another year under Brian Early. Now, the transfer portal is not closed by any stretch. Houston's got some guys they've already gotten committed this week. Uh, Jeremiah Wilson is a corner, uh, originally from Oscola, uh, Osceola, Florida. I'm not a Florida guy. Tell me to pronounce that. Uh, he was a three-star high school kid from there. I went to Syracuse uh, to play corner. He has played very limited snaps since two years there, but he did have a 66-yard pick uh, interception return, pick six, touchdown interception return. I can't talk tonight. Um, and he is coming. I think the interesting thing there is, obviously, defense's staff is changing over. <laughs> Not Brian Early, but other guys are. And I could see him fitting the same kind of mold as a Marcus Jones, as a Malik Fleming, as these shorter corners that come to Houston find success and have a shot at the next level. Uh, Marcus obviously being very successful. Um, but I I don't know how it fits in with the new staff. We'll see how it goes in. But he's committed. He's coming to Houston. He's coming. And again, I think he's got real, real potential. Um, just hasn't got a real shot in Syracuse. Um, and so, you know, come and finding, you know, grass is greener, fresh start, those kinds of things. New scheme. I think it'll be interesting to see how he goes. I will say out of Florida, um, out of the state of Florida, that he's probably more familiar with uh, the coaching staff as we build a staff from the Bayou area between Louisiana and Houston. So I wonder if they've got eyes on him as well. Now, Michael Batten, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. Sorry if I'm not Michael, but he is a linebacker from Louisiana Monroe. He's actually a grad transfer. Uh, so he, even in a pre-transfer portal world, would have been able to transfer right away. Um, he is coming home. He's a, he's a seven-legs kid from Katy. Uh, he went to Houston Baptist and then actually went to a junior college in New York, the state of New York, not New York City, in the state of New York, um, before coming back to Louisiana Monroe to be close to home. And now he's coming to home home with his senior year, his post-grad year being played at the University of Houston. He had 49 tackles at Louisiana Monroe last year. Uh, again, saw like rotational snaps a lot while he was there. I don't know what his impact will be. But I do know that Houston needs upgrades at linebacker spots. Uh, we've been kind of missing Donovan Mooton since he left, if we're being really, really honest. And so I'm excited to see the kinds of things that uh, Batten brings to the roster and frankly, the leadership that a grad transfer brings is always invaluable. And then the, you, you got to love a guy from Houston come back to play at Houston. Now, we've talked a lot, a lot about defense in this podcast. Defense is arguably less than half the football game because you have special teams and this thing called offense. We thought we knew who was going to call the offense. We thought we had a chance to know who was going to call the offense. And now that's a little bit more up in the air. Before we get to that, football season is a long way away, and there's all kinds of other things to do around Houston besides watch college football games, as much as we love to watch college football games, right? And so if you're looking for tickets to those kind of things, you got to go to Game Time, download the Game Time app today, and go find tickets to those things. They have all kinds of cool ways to take advantage of the app, get the best seats in the house, the lowest price guaranteed, and have a good idea of what you're getting into before you get there because they'll show you like view from your seats if you download the app and show exactly where your seats will be located. And they'll show exactly what your viewing angle will be like for those concerts or different kind of things where you want to be sitting at certain angles to the stage. They'll also do this cool thing where you get an average of 18% savings if you just pick the section and let them pick the row and seats for you're going to get an average of 18% savings by letting them do the legwork. Just saying, I kind of want to sit roughly over here and they'll do the rest. All kinds of cool ways to guarantee that you are getting the best and uh, best ticket and best deal available. If you find a ticket in the same section and row for less, they'll refund you 
110% of the difference as well. So make sure you go to Game Time, download the Game Time app today, create an account, and use code Locked On College for $20 off your first purchase. Again, terms apply, create an account, and use code Locked On College, L O C K E D O N C O L L E G E, for $20 off. Download Game Time today. Last minute tickets, lowest prices, gear run teed. So, we mentioned at the top of the show that part of the whole scheme and snowball of Thursday was that Gerald Chatterman, uh, Chapman, who was initially going to be the defensive line coach at Houston, coming with uh, Willie Fritz from Tulane, is not going to be coming. And, you know, uh, he's going to stay at Tulane, it looks like, and work with Coach Summerall. Coach Summerall did a great job at Troy. I'm sure he's going to have a great time there. Now, it looks like Slade Nagel will be doing the same. Which is interesting because, frankly, um, he was the office coordinator this past season for one Willie Fritz at Tulane. And it looks like both Nagel and Chapman had gotten offered one-year deals at the University of Houston and feel, frankly, I'm sure, a little bit more job security at Tulane. Now, that's me speculating. That's not me reporting. And I hope that's very clear. But I could see how that one-year deal they potentially get at Houston might not be the best deal they feel like on the table, even if Houston is a step into the Power Five. Right? I mean, who could blame them for that, frankly? Um, so, Nego goes back to Tulane for what it's worth. When Houston was initially going to sign Tulane Nagel, there are a lot of Tulane fans and message board type people. I guess I say message boards. I just assume that's what those faceless accounts are on Twitter. They're coming in saying all kinds of things, but like, hey, we're not going to miss them. And while I think fans will always say it to some degree, it was certainly eye-opening to see how many of those comments there were. And now Houston's back in the market looking for an offensive coordinator. Um, I think at this point, the most likely candidate would be uh, Jens Faboda. He was the quarterback coach at Tulane last year. Um, now, could he be breaking away from one Slade Nagel? You could argue he wants to improve his resume by breaking away. Um, he was the head coach at Central Missouri from 2010 to 2021. Uh, they did not play a COVID year and a bad year after that. And so obviously uh, that kind of sunk the program from his perspective. But you go back and look at before that, they were actually without the year after COVID and obviously there was no COVID year. So just in the first nine years he was there, they were 82 and 36. That's a pretty good resume for his time at Central Missouri. As an offensive guy, if you go look at the 2017-19 range, he had incredible, incredible numbers. The thing that sticks out to me is obviously, I think I've said before in the show, that I really, really like the stuff he did at UCLA when he was their offensive coordinator in 04 to 06. Uh, they had Maurice Jones-Drew. They had a very run-heavy offense. I think, frankly, what well, might not be the exciting exhilarating offense that like puts up the Case Keenum passing numbers. You can run an exciting offense with and a focus on the running back in modern college football. It's changed a little bit, but not a lot of it. And we've got the running back to do it in Parker Jenkins. And we know in the city of Houston, you will always be able to find the next running back. Parker is from Houston, for Houston, playing at the U of H. There will be another guy that comes like him afterwards. We can keep those guys at the University of Houston and kind of build up that, you know, lore around that position in the city for this program that system feels like a great way to do it. Um, he also, for what it's worth, was a successful office coordinator at uh, the D2 level, coach at Northwestern Missouri State, 
They won two D2 championships. He turned around an 0-11. He was part of an offense that turned an 0-11 program to winning a national championship four years later. He can come to Houston, and when we're not quite 0-11, 4-8, he can come in and help turn this program around as well. Other realistic candidates, um, I mentioned Doug Roos in the show before. Uh, he's currently uh, an offensive analyst in Southern Alabama, but he's got a lot of experience working with Willie Fritz. We see that Willie Fritz seems to like and favor his guys. Um, we also have seen that, you know, in the same kind of vein, Will Hall is currently the head coach of Southern Miss. You argue that, you know, moving into an off square role in a power five might be an increase in notoriety. If you can get his offense rolling, making parlay that into a power five head coaching job, it would not be the first time a head coach has done that, uh, from a group of five school or a small school could see that. My pipe dream guys maintain as Del McGee and Alex Atkins. They have distant connection from Georgia Southern to Willie Fritz. Um, Atkins is currently the Florida State office coordinator. Highly doubtful unless he just wants to work with Willie that he would leave that gig for our gig. But why not give him a call? And then Del McGee is the running game coordinator at Georgia. I could see him seeing office coordinator as an increase. Um, I'm not sure how much of an increase in I mean, we could offer him a pay bump, but I don't know how significant it would be. If you could lure some of that championship pedigree out of Georgia, again, they've lost one game in the last three years with him as the run game coordinator. I know they run a versatile offense that does not just run the ball, but that is impressive. That is worth noting. Whatever the case may be, I think it is very clear that Willie Fritz and staff will be rewarding guys based first on do they gel and mesh with Willie? That's why so much of his staff that's been named so far has been guys that he's worked with before. It's important to him as he builds this program to have faith and trust in the guys he brings in. And I think we owe it to him to let him do that. I also think it's worth pointing out that they had a lot of success at Tulane, a lot of success at Georgia Southern, a lot of success at Sam Houston when he was at those programs relative to the level of football they were. And as he's continued to elevate from division or conference or what have you up the ranks of football, the staff he's brought with him has had an eye for what the next level's talent looks like. So I don't think it's the kind of thing like, well, yeah, but that's going to be pulling in a D2 guy. Or that's going to be pulling in a G5. Guy. That's going to be pulling in a... They've all demonstrated, everyone that worked with Willie has demonstrated that they understand what that bump looks like every single time. And so I have faith that they're going to make the right hire there. I'm not so sure we're going to miss Slade Nagel as much as we might have thought initially. And I don't want to say it was we thought initially as, you know, as much as you would miss a guy like that. And I think it's fair to say that if they can't get someone that they know and have close connections to, they're going to go to someone like a Brian Early that has a strong pedigree, has a tie to the city of Houston. And frankly, that opens up a lot of windows, a lot of fun windows, a lot of very, very interesting windows. Now, as more news on that comes, because they will make that hire, I'm sure, soon. We following each and every day here at Locked on Cougs, like we do with all information here at Locked on Cougs each and every day. We appreciate you making us your first listen today. For a second listen, we did a bonus episode for more preview of the Houston and Texas A&M basketball game on Saturday. So make sure you go check that out. Or if you need a second or third listen today, you need something else to do. Drake does a great job of talking about all kinds of things at Big 12 Conference at Locked On Big 12. And that's going to be my next recommendation for the day. Thank you all so much for tuning in to Locked On Cougs, making us your first listen each and every morning. 
appreciate you making us your first listen today. I appreciate you subscribing to all the different platforms that you listen to podcasts on. Thank you all so much. Locked on Cougs is a proud, proud member of the Locked on Podcast Network. That means your team, our Cougs, Willie Fritz's Cougs, Brian Early's Cougs. Each and every day, go Cougs.